Have you seen the interview yet with uh, Matt Damon about the new movie that he has coming out? It's pretty fascinating. I saw bits and pieces of it on the web in various places, but one of the things that really struck me about Matt Damon's uh, comments was when he said they they took us into their home. We, we had a backyard barbecue and, and somebody brought out a guitar and we started singing songs. And then he made this powerful, powerful comment. And it's probably one of the most profound leadership revelations, perhaps that he's experienced in his life, but definitely one of the most profound leadership stories you need to hear. He said, the world they live in every day and the world I grew up in, they're not the same world. The world they live in every day and the world I grew up in are not the same world. Now, what brought that realization to the mind of Matt Damon? That's what we're gonna talk about today. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. See, Matt Damon had an experience because he was doing what anybody should do if they're going to be in the public eye for any period of time, and that is he was doing his homework. He was doing his research. He was asked to play the role of a guy who works in the oil fields, who hooks up to the big trucks and drives them across the dirty pastures and delivers the oil or delivers the piping to do that and, and all that kind of, and, and I knew that kind of work. I haven't done that kind of work, but my stepdad drove for a trucking company out of Enid, Oklahoma. In fact, broke his neck while driving on an icy bridge one day trying to get parts to an oil well and bring the frack tank and bring out the water. And that was his job. That's what he did. So I'm very familiar with that world. I've met a lot of those people through the course of my life. I have uncles and cousins who still work in oil fields and wells and, and nuclear power plants and welding. And that kind of world is not foreign to me at all. But it was to Matt Damon. And so for Matt Damon to do the job as an actor playing one of those characters, he had to get to know the character in order to get in character. And so he packed his bags and he went to, of all places, Oklahoma. And he spent some time with the Roughneckers. He spent some time with the Drillers. He spent some time with the Riggers. He spent some time with the guys who were driving the frack trucks. And in his interview, he says, it was fascinating to me because everything is big and nothing is close and you can't get anywhere without a long drive. And we would drive from one well to the other and we would be on these big giant roads and these big giant trucks. And as he was explaining this, it, to me, it all seemed like familiar territory, but I can imagine for somebody who's never left Hollywood, that's a drastic difference. Let me add my own nuance to that. I, I do remember a day that we were at a wedding here in, in the DFW area, but further west toward Alito, and the parents of the groom were from Brooklyn, New York. They had never left New York, had never been outside the state of New York ever in their lives. They landed at DFW airport. They got in a shuttle bus. They drove them straight out to this horse ranch where this guy trained horses for the purpose of rodeo, barrel racing, calf roping, that kind of thing. And so he had a few cows around that he would use for training. One of those was a Brahma bull. And that old Brahma bull would stand at the fence and watch all these people get off the bus. And I think the most staggering thing to me was watching the mother of the groom walk up to the fence, thinking she was gonna put her hands around the neck of the bull for a photo op. And several of us had to warn her and physically get in the way and say, that, that, that is not a pet. 
He may act like he's friendly for the moment, but he will stomp you for no reason at all. Because that's what Brahma bulls do. She was so outside of her element, so far outside of her element, she had no idea the risk that she was in. The same thing happens when you take somebody like myself, a small town boy from a small town in the middle of nowhere, and drop them in the middle of Manhattan. I've never been robbed at gunpoint. I've never had anybody near me that had that kind of mindset that would think of that. So when I walked the streets of New York, I didn't think of myself as a potential victim. That doesn't mean I wasn't. I just didn't realize that it could be that close, that it could be that real in a second. The same in the streets of Kinshasa, 11 and a half million people. I was the only one in white, the only one with white skin and a bright pink shirt. I didn't feel like I was afraid because I just, I've never been intimidated in a moment like that because I've never experienced it. See, here's what I, what I want you to know about leadership. The stories of your life are the most profound tool that you have as a leader. The things that you've lived through, the experiences of your life are the most profound tool that you have as a leader. Can you imagine if Matt Damon had tried to fill that role acting as if he were a guy from the Midwest, a guy who had worked on oil wells, a guy who had done the job of an oil rigger or done the job out there in the, in the fields, having never been there, having never met someone who's been there. Can you imagine how fake that role would have been? Can you imagine how unrealistic that role would have been? Can you imagine how pitiful that movie would have been if everybody in the movie was pretending a role they had never even witnessed or encountered? But see, we see leaders do that every day. We see people who make policy, people who write rules and laws and regulations from small companies all the way up to, to government leaders who have never lived in the place, never had the job of, never done the work of the people that they want to lead, the people whose lives they are manipulating or changing or transforming. So when we see someone who's willing to say, back up for a minute, I think I know what that looks like. I think I have an idea how these policies will impact them, but I want to know for sure. Someone who's willing to pack their bags and go into the scene to live in the moment at least for a few days and say, okay, I have a different perspective of this now. I now better understand this. That's the kind of leadership we need. But we also need to understand that the story that Matt Damon told when he came back from that experience was deep-seated with a whole lot of shock and awe in his own life. You can hear it in his voice. You can see it in his face in the interview. When he said, these are people who voted for Trump and they were nice to me. These are people who shop in Walmart and they were nice to me. These were people who own guns and they were nice to me. He was shocked that somebody who owns guns voted for Trump and shops in Walmart would be kind to him because that's not what he's ever been told. It's not something he's ever experienced. And I'm telling you right now, your leadership is directly impacted by the stories that you tell. When you live the life of honesty and integrity, when you live a life that's kind to people, when you live a life that is different than what anybody else has seen, but you don't wanna tell them about your background because it might shame you or embarrass you. When you live a life that people honor and say, I wanna be just like you, but they don't know what you were like growing up or where you came from. I was watching some man on the street interviews this morning and. <clears throat> 
the guy was just asking questions about uh, inventors and politicians and and wealthy people and and specifically asking people on the streets to name uh, African Americans who were also inventors or who had run for president or who had uh, become billionaires or had been saved by the cops, whatever else. And it was really ironic the answers that many of them had because what you would expect them to know they didn't know, but what they've heard in the media over and 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 over again, those were the stories they knew. They could tell you about the major celebrities. They could tell you about the, the sports superstars. They could tell you about some of the billionaires because they've been in the media on a regular basis. They couldn't tell you about the people who've been saved by the police. Why? Because nobody told them that story. Until one guy stepped up and when the question was asked, can you tell me one black person who's been saved by the police? They all looked at him like, why would you even ask that question? And one guy in the back raised his hand and said, yeah, me. And he said, tell us the story. He said, I rolled my truck over. It flipped over five times. I was in the truck. It was on fire. And a police officer drug me out of that, that truck and made sure I got to the hospital. The doctor told me when I arrived at the hospital, the chances you'll ever walk again are like zero. He said, but here I am. And he starts dancing in the street. And I thought to myself, that's a story. That's a story that all the world needs to hear, that not every cop is a bad guy, that not every cop has the intention of hurting you. There are some good guys out there. But see, how will people hear that story if you don't tell it? If that's your story and you never share it, then the lie can be believed. Listen, if you are in leadership, that means you influence people. That means the decisions you make every day, the actions that you take every day, the attitudes that you hold every day are influencing the behavior, the actions, and the attitudes of other people. And if you're not willing to tell the story of how you came to the conclusions that you hold, how did you come to those ideas? What makes you think like you think? Why do you believe what you believe? What background do you have? What experience have you had? If you're not willing to show the, share those stories with other people, then they're going to see you as a fraud. You're going to be like Matt Damon having never met the people he's portraying in a film. Every day you have a chance. Every day you have a chance to influence people. Every day you have a chance to share the stories of how you've come to the conclusions that you hold. You also have the chance every day to hear the story of someone else who perhaps has a different opinion, perhaps has a different attitude, perhaps has a different outlook on life. Oh, your story is the most powerful thing and the most powerful tool in leadership. That's why I call it story power. But the power of somebody else's story to change the way you think, it's just as real. You've got to take time as a leader to both tell your story and listen to the story of others. Because those little stories, those little nuances of how you've come to the conclusions that you hold, they are world-changing. I challenge you to take the time not only to tell the story of your life, but to ask of the stories of the people that you lead. It might change the way you view the world. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.